Welcome to the Lifehouse Church Podcast. More information about Lifehouse and our senior pastors, Richard and Helen Kabakian, can be found at lifehouse.com.au. We hope you enjoy the following message. I want to talk to you about this particular subject, and here it is. Who am I? You are holy. You are holy. And right from the outset, you're like, yep, he's talking to the guy beside me. Because he could not possibly be talking to me. I want to start off by telling you a a, a factual story about a a guy who's homeless. And uh, and his his name is Timothy, apparently. And this is, you'll you'll see an image um, come up. Timothy was living under a bridge for many years of his life until he passed away. What he didn't realize was that he was actually a millionaire. And so here he was living in a cardboard box, scavenging for food, cold, wondering where he could sleep, maybe even once in a while shaking his fist at God, thinking, why has my life become this? Looking at his fellow homeless people, thinking, I wish I could help them. And what he didn't know the whole time was that he actually had a fortune given to him by his great-grandmother. But he just didn't know about it. And you know, you can have the greatest resources in the world, but if you don't know what is yours, then you can never tap into it. If you don't know what is yours, you can never live it out. You can't access it. Who you think you are is how you will live. Repeat that after me. Who you think you are is how you will live. You know, uh, I don't know about you, but from time to time, um, when I get onto YouTube, it sort of comes up with things that it thinks I should look at. And one of the things that it thought that I should look at recently was a puppy who was raised by some chickens. And therefore, instead of barking like a dog, the dog actually crows like a rooster. Don't look it up right now, but it is quite funny. It is absolutely hilarious where you hear the rooster do its thing and it's... And the little puppy looks up and he goes... It's, it's really adorable, little Labrador, really, really cute. But he was raised by the chickens and the rooster. So who you think you are is then how you behave. Your position always becomes your practice. Who you think you are is what you will do. And Proverbs 23, 7 puts it this way. It says, For as he, a man or a woman, thinks in their heart, so he is. As you are thinking in your heart right now, that's the life that you think you ought to live. Who you think you are is what you will do. Who you think you are is what you will do. Hebrews chapter 10 tells us in verse 14, it's talking about Jesus' sacrifice on the cross and what He achieved for us. And then it says this, for by one sacrifice, Jesus has made perfect forever those who are being made holy. What's the Bible telling you? When Jesus died on the cross for you, He made you Perfect, you're perfect. And, by the ju- and judging by the round of applause that I just got then, most of you don't believe that. 
But Jesus, through His sacrifice, made you perfect forever. Forever. The word perfect here in the Greek is the word that they use, is the same word that when Jesus was on the cross and He said, Father, it is finished. The word perfect means it's finished. What, what God did in you in the blink of an eye the day you gave your life to Jesus, Jesus made you perfect and there's nothing to add to you. Did you hear that? There's nothing to add to you. No one is still adding to the Mona Lisa. It's done. It's finished. The work is complete. And that happens for us the day that we give our life to Jesus. And the Bible says that God made Jesus who knew no sin to become sin that we might become the righteousness of God. What does that mean? Jesus took your badness so that you could take His goodness. Listen, not just a little bit of your badness. He took all of your bad so that when God looks at you, He sees you as good. God saw Jesus as bad on the cross so that when He looks at you, He doesn't need to see you as bad. He sees you as good. So when you're driving to work, what do you honestly believe? Who do you honestly believe you are? Do you believe that you are sitting there at the traffic lights perfect? Or are you thinking about all your failings? How you didn't pray that morning? And you probably had a little bit of an argument with your partner. And when the kids got out of the car, you were yelling and screaming. I can understand how you don't feel perfect, but this whole series is about who cares how you feel. The reality is, the way God sees you, you are perfect before God. Come on, we need to get really, really excited and give the Lord a huge round of applause, yeah. Jesus yelled out, it is finished. And that's why the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter one, Uh, Verse one, chapter eight, verse one. He says, therefore, there is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. By the end of this service, my deepest prayer for you is that if you don't know Jesus, that you would allow him into your life. Why? So that he can take all your bad and he will give you all of his good. And you will never stand condemned before God. Now, why why is it important to understand who am I? And I, I'm telling you, you are holy. Why is, it, why is it important to understand that? Because if you don't know who you are, people can label you what they want. I don't know about you, but I don't walk around in life and people say, gee, you're perfect, Pastor Rich. I, I, I don't hear that from every sphere of my life that I am perfect. So if you don't know that you are perfect, you will easily adopt what people think about you or what people say about you, or what your ex-boyfriend said about you, or what your mother said about you in, that heat, in the heat of the moment. You can easily adopt what everyone has said about you. I'm gonna challenge you to adopt what God says about you. You need to, you need to get this into your spirit today. I was in, uh, let me explain why this is so important. I, I, I went to a church recently, and, um, and the, the, the pastor's wife came across like she was a little bit broken a little bit hurt. Life wasn't going the way she had planned. And I'd spent a little bit of time with her in a cafe and, and she just began to break down. And, and, and I said to her, darling, what's, I used her name up. So I said, what, 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 what's the problem? What, what's going on here? And she says, you know, sometimes I go to church and, and because we're making changes in the church, listen to this, because we're making changes for the good, some people are saying that we are evil people. 
and you're destroying this church and you're destroying the heritage of this church. And, and I said to her, is it true? She said, no. I said, do you believe that you're a destroyer? And she said, and she hesitated. I went, there it is. There it is. There's a girl who doesn't know who she really is. So, you know me, I'm a little bit sarcastic. I'm a little bit, you know, I push things to the edge. And I just went, sorry, just on a different note, I'm going to be honest with you. I just need to, I need you to answer me a question. And she said, sure, Pastor Rich. I said, but I'm, I, I really do need to know the truth because if we're going to have relationships as churches in the future, I need to know the truth. And she said, sure, what, 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 is, what do you want to know? I said, I've heard that really you're Cristiano Ronaldo. She said, as in like the soccer player. I said, yeah, I've heard, we've, a lot of us have heard in Melbourne that you're actually dressing up as a girl, but really you're Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> and you moved to this state and, and she was laughing. She goes, oh, Pastor Rich, why are you being silly? I said, that's how I need you to be when people accuse you of stuff. Yeah. I said, you didn't get upset with me. You didn't, you didn't look inwardly. You didn't question your motives. You just blatantly laughed at me. And when the devil comes and he starts telling you things about how you're living and who you are and you're not a great parent and you've got to change your ways, you're supposed to laugh. You're not a, oh, I don't think God really loves you. <laughs> That's supposed to be your response. We go, we go, I wonder if it's true. You know, God does have favourites and you're not one of them. Ooh. I wonder if that's true. Do you know, God, he's going to use people powerfully, but he's never going to use you. Ooh, I wonder if that's, no, no. When the devil says stuff like that, you're supposed to go, <laughs> I'm perfect. What are you talking about? I'm, I'm perfect. I'm perfect. I'm not trying to be encouraging this morning. I'm, I mean, I am, but I'm only telling you what the word says. I'm not trying to twist the word. I'm not trying to make you feel good, but really you're rotten people. I'm, I'm not just trying to make you feel good. This is the truth, and I'm gonna challenge you. If you don't believe this, you won't go very far in life because the devil is cunning and he's sneaky and he knows your weak points and he knows your life and he knows the words that have been spoken over your life. And there's only one way that I know that you can undo that stuff is to put a higher word above the word you've already heard. And the higher word is God says, you're perfect. Come on, give him a shout in this place. You're perfect. You're perfect. I'm perfect. Come on, Cristiano. She's texted me since and said, Cristiano's doing just fine. Because people were walking into church. Listen to these people were walking into her church and they would say hello to everybody else. They would stick their hand out to go shake her hand and then move away and not even shake her hand. How horrible is that? And I said to her, and why are you tolerating that? Oh, because, and she went on and listed a whole lot of things that are not the truth. I said to her, if you, know, if you believe what God said about you, you wouldn't tolerate that. I'm not saying you should fight and argue. All I'm saying is you should just go. <laughs> it's just when they just, that's so cute. Why they didn't shake my hand? I think it's going to hurt me. Do you have that in you? Or are you, are you shaken by every word that's spoken over your life? How is God going to build something great with you and your family? I think we need to get the aircon on in this room, don't do we? Yes? Yeah. Can we get the aircon on, guys? Can we actually cool this room down a bit? 
because some of you are thinking it's the Holy Ghost, but it's actually the heat is a, a, a need to be. Okay. Some of you still aren't convinced, but we're gonna go there. Ephesians chapter one, verse four. I love this. Can we read it out together? One, two, three. Even before he made the world. That's the power of the Holy Spirit right there. For those of you listening on podcast, you're wondering what just happened. We're not gonna tell you, you should have been in church. <laughs> just kidding. I just drank some water and everyone's happy about it. One, two, three. Even before He made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in His eyes. That's the Word of God. If you meditated on that every single morning and put that on your mirror, put it put it somewhere that you can put it, make it your screensaver, that would change your life with, by the end of the month. I'm, I'm dead serious. That is so powerful. God sees you with no fault. God sees you. How is He able to do that? Because that's who you are on the inside. Now listen, some of you may have heard what this message actually is. I'm preaching to you what we call the holiness message. God has made you holy. You don't earn holiness. You can't earn holiness. It's a gift that's given. Jesus takes your badness, gives you his holiness. God sees you as perfect. This, this, does, this undoes a whole lot of stuff. Is anyone getting something out of this? Listen, soak in this. This is what's holding some people back. And I understand why, because some people say, Pastor Rich, I understand that God sees me as holy but my partner certainly doesn't see me as holy. God may see me as perfect, but my kids don't see me as perfect. Well, that's where I'm glad that that Hebrews chapter 10 verse ends appropriately. It says, for by one sacrifice, he has made us perfect forever. Those who are being made holy. That's the outside of you. So you're already holy on the inside, but God is helping you to become holy on the outside. Listen, you cannot become holy on the outside if you're not holy on the inside first. The Bible is telling you that you've got to let this thing flow out of you, but if you don't even know that it's in you, then you're never gonna live it. See, that word holy scares everybody. See, it's not just the Bible. What is it? It's the Holy Bible. Holy. Holy Bible. He's not just God. He's a holy God. And some of us just don't put ourselves in that same category. But the Bible would tell you that you are. Actually, the Bible goes one step further. This is what 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 15 says. Oh, this is where the rubber really hits the road. Are you ready? Okay. But just as he who called you is holy, that's God, so be holy in all that you do. Wait for it, wait for it. Be comes before do. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. Some people are very busy trying to do, but you don't be. You gotta be first. You know when you be, 
then you can just relax because if you be, you will do. But if you're very busy trying to do, I don't think you'll ever get to the be. You've got to just be. That's why we're called human beings. We just being. I'm a human that's just being. Do you try and be human? You go, man, today I've really got to wake up. I've got to be human. Because yesterday I was a frog. And that, that didn't work out too well. And tomorrow, man, I might become an orangutan. No, do, do, do you wake up every morning going, I need to be human? No, no, you're just, you're human. You need to be, are you right? You've got to get this in your spirit. When you wake up in the morning, you already go, I haven't done anything yet, but I am be holy. Some of you think I'm joking. This is not, this is not a joke. You need to wake up and go, I haven't even woken up yet, but I'm holy. Because some of you think you've got to do some stuff to be holy. Friends, that's religion. No, Jesus made you holy. Give someone a high five and just say, I'm gonna be holy. God doesn't ask you to do something until we are something. See, some, some of you are very busy calling yourself a sinner. I'm just a sinner. Well, guess what sinners do? If, if sinner is what you be, guess what sinners do? They sin. That's what they do. Oh, I'm just a sinner. Okay, well, go and sin then because that's who you are. No, no, I'm not a sinner. I'm someone who's been cleansed, healed, set free. I'm a brand new creation on the inside. Jesus is inside of me. How dare I call myself a sinner? Now listen, sin is something I may do once in a while. I may do the bad stuff, but I'm not bad. I'm not, are you hearing what I'm saying now? This is messing some of you religious people up so badly. You're like, oh, no, no. We've got to whip ourselves every day. Well, what are you going to do with all of these scriptures? What are you going to do when the Bible says God sees no fault in you? No, but you don't understand. That's like for the rest of you guys, but me, I'm really bad. Like I'm a drug dealer. Yeah, okay. Maybe stop doing that. But you're never going to stop doing that if you don't know who you be. Yeah, it's great English, isn't it? Be holy in all that you do holy. You've got to be first. Now, you've got to be. It all starts from the inside. Is anyone getting something? I am anyway. Yeah, yeah. Let me, can I, can I just explain this holy thing to, to, to some people? You may already know this. Some people may not know. Did you know that this word holy describes God? It's actually an attribute of God. God has many attributes. God is loving. God is kind. God is merciful. God is a judge. These are all attributes of God and they're beautiful. But the one that is the most sacred is that God is holy. God is holy. And, 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 and if you didn't know that, I hope you know that. Because see, when the Bible mentions something twice, it is of great significance. Let me just teach you, can I just go into teaching mode just for two seconds? When, when there is something really important in the Bible, it's always mentioned twice. So when Jesus was about to say something important, important he would say, verily, 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 verily. In other words, guys, listen up. And whenever the Bible mentions something twice, you've got to really pay attention. When something is mentioned twice, it also represents intimacy. So when God wanted to call out to Moses, it wasn't just Moses, it was Moses, Moses. Did you notice the way I have to put that accent on? Because it's the truth. Abraham, Abraham, Saul, Saul. Whenever God mentions your name, it's really intimate. 
If something's mentioned once, it's important. Twice, it's like, whoa, pay attention. But when something is mentioned three times, it is off the charts in its importance. Well, guess what the angels are going to cry out for all eternity in heaven? The Bible tells us that the 24 elders and the angels are all going to gather around God for all eternity. Do you know what they're going to be crying out? Come on, repeat after me. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Who? What? Listen, why, why aren't they yelling out, loving, 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 kind, kind. Well, I mean, they're all important things. Yeah, but holiness just sits right above the whole lot. It sits. Now listen, if it's that important to God, God is saying, I am holy and I have made you holy. Do you, do you understand what God has done for you? It is the greatest gift He could give to you. It's not, I am holy. It's like God's made me holy. And, and, and where the rubber hits the road with all of this, why was Jesus so powerful when He walked the earth? Was it because He was loving? Oh yeah, surely. Was it because He didn't judge people? Oh yeah, that's pretty powerful. Was it because He was a good teacher? No, no. You'll see that there was a day that Jesus was walking along, Luke chapter four, verse 34. Jesus is speaking to the demonic. And the demonic say to him, go away. What do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are. Here it is. You are the Holy One of God. Holiness frightens the enemy. And when God's people believe they are holy, the enemy gets frightened because now you're carrying holiness. Some of us are being attacked in our family life. And you're wondering, why does the enemy just seem to have free reign? Because you don't believe you're holy. Does it mean we never have trouble? No, no, no. Come on, a couple of weeks ago, you heard me talk that trouble comes and goes. But for some of us, the enemy's not scared of you at all. At all. Because you don't even believe you're holy. You don't believe things should work out for you because you believe that I grew up on the wrong side of the track. Yeah, but you're holy and you're perfect. Well, I I, want to achieve so much in my life, but I'll only achieve half. Well, no, that's, that's a person who doesn't believe they're holy. No, no, we need to be people who start to adopt the MC Hammer approach. Huh? Come on. Some of you are too young and you don't know what I'm talking about. But come on, we, when, when you're doing life and you're going from your workplace and you're in your car, and come on, guys, give me something here. What are you waiting for? Come on, guys, bring it on. Yeah, yeah. That's how you're supposed to be doing life. That's supposed to be the theme song of your life. That's supposed to be the theme song of your life. That's supposed to be the theme song of your life. You can't touch this. And, and when the enemy says, well, why not? Because I'm holy. Do you know what a man called, do you know what happened to a guy called Uzziah one day? They were bringing in the Ark of the Covenant, which represents the holiness of God. And one day as I was walking along, or actually it was on a cart, and as the cart stumbled, Uzziah thought, well, you know, I can, I can touch the holiness of God. And he touched it and he was struck dead. Struck dead. Listen to what I'm telling you. When you honestly believe this, when the demonic tries to come against you, they get struck dead as they touch your holy family, when they touch your holy business, when they touch your holy car. Holiness. Come on, this is, this is, this is 
our inheritance. I was just a young Bible college student, got sent out to Sunbury. And there was a guy there that needed a little bit of help. And so myself and my friend James, we go out there and we're praying for this guy. And as we're praying for another guy called James, he's sitting down in his seat. And as we begin to just pray a nice prayer over his life, his eyes roll back into his head. Yep. Okay, Bible college didn't probably teach us what happens next. His eyes roll back in his head and he falls off his chair and he's now on the ground and he starts talking in a very different voice. And, and we're like, whoa! And all of a sudden, right? And all of a sudden, luckily, luckily I was taught this, all of a sudden this, this God sees me as perfect. God, God sees me as holy. That demonic presence is more scared of me than I am of it. All of a sudden he grabs, this is not a word of a lie guy. He grabs our ankles and he's screaming out. And you know what he says? What do you want to do with us, sons of God? I went, yeah, that's right, boy. I'm dead serious. At that point, I went, yeah, can't touch this. Yeah, I didn't go, oh, I watched the poltergeist a couple of nights ago. Maybe that's why this has happened to me. Oh, I watched Stranger Things. And now Stranger Things are happening. I just went, you can't touch this. Listen, this is not just for me because I'm a pastor of a church or Helen or, or a couple of, you know, or Derek, you know, it's, oh, this is for Derek. It's like, he's over the top, that bloke. I mean, surely he is holy. As for the rest of us, we're a pack of rotten eggs, you know? No. No, no, this is for everybody. This is for everybody. This is for everyone. We're all, we're all holy before God. Come on. This is, this is, I, I just love this. First, could, my, this is my last scripture and then, and, then, and then we bring this home, all right? First Corinthians chapter three, verse 17. Watch this. It says, God, oh man, read this with me. God will destroy anyone who destroys this temple for God's temple is holy. Oh yeah, that's great. And you are that temple. God's gonna destroy, now listen, I don't think God's into killing people because God loves people. And the Bible says our battle isn't against flesh and blood, it's against spirits. What the Bible is saying is when the spirits try and attack you and when the demonic try and ruin your life, God says, are they, are they touching God's house? The Bible says God's gonna destroy anyone that touches God's temple because God's temple is holy and you are that temple. You are that temple. Isn't that amazing? Some of you don't realise that you are God's church. Come on, these kids get it. Look how excited they are. Come on, guys. Do, 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 see, some of you are very busy coming to church. What you don't realise is you are the church. You are the church. You, don't, don't come here to be holy. Just open your eyes and go, I've gone to church. That doesn't mean you don't come to church. I went to Optus recently, sought out my plans. Because there is a demonic spirit out there, guys, it's called Telstra. And it's constantly trying to attack me. It's, it's against me. God bless them. But uh, listen, I go in there, I'm just trying to sort out my thing, and I'm just talking to a young lady. Actually, I think she might, she said she was gonna come here today, so she might even be in the room. God bless you if you are. And, um, and you know, as I'm sitting there, I'm just thinking, she's not, she's not meeting 
a guy called Richard Kabakian. She's actually encountering church right now. She's encountering the temple. Is that how you see it? She's encountering the temple that is holy. And you know, it didn't, this whole process took a long time, but you know, by the end of it, she said, you know, I want to come to your church. Do you know, she, she's not coming to see me. She's coming to see the holy God that dwells within me because he is awesome and he dwells in you as well. Now, just, just a little bit of a fatherly note. I noticed that most of you don't walk into God's house here, into this beautiful, I noticed that you don't walk in with a whole lot of alcohol, spilling it all over the floor. I notice you don't do that in God's house. Yeah. I notice you don't come in swearing your head off because it's God's house. I notice you're not coming in here taking your clothes off. Thank God for that. Because <laughs> you feel it's inappropriate to do it in God's house. Are you kidding me? This is just four walls. This isn't church. You're going to take church in your car. You're going to take it to work the next day. You're going to take it. You're going to have dinner with church. You're going to take church everywhere. You are the temple. Let me ask you a question. If you wouldn't do it in here, why would you do it in there? Yeah, that's good teaching right about there. Yeah, come on. Huge round of applause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. See, if you're on this platform or you're serving or you're in the car, if you wouldn't stand in the car park with a VB, and getting blind drunk, if, you, if you're not doing that out in the car park, then why would you do it at a party somewhere else? Because church has gone with you. But listen, I understand why you would do that if you don't realise that you are holy. See, it comes out of, I am holy, so I'm gonna now do holy. This is very, it's inappropriate for me to do that because this is who I am. This is who I am. I'm holy, I'm holy. Can you say that about yourself? Come on, we're gonna, we're, we're gonna make some, speak out some affirmations over our life. Can we do that? One, two, three. So I want you to repeat after me, I am holy. Go. Turn to the person beside you. See, that sounds all spiritual, right? But now turn to the other person that you didn't like so much and say, and I'm also perfect. Now, if you could just see some of your faces, you're like this. In other words, the only reason I'm saying this is because he's told me to, but I don't really believe it. Friends, it's the truth. You're perfect. And you'll never live that perfect life that we want if you don't believe that you already are. Don't try and get there through your works. You're already there. Just let it flow out of you now. Are you, do you receive that? Amen. Now, as we do every week in this church, we give people an opportunity to be holy. Not to do holy yet, just be holy. In other words, let God take your bad and you need to receive His good. And as we heard from that lovely young lady, Bernadette, young lady. You know, you can be religious for a long, long time and not understand what I'm talking about today. Maybe you've been religious. Maybe you feel like you are so bad that God can't cope. Let me tell you something. 
He can cope. He is a better saviour than you are a sinner. No doubt about it. He's, he, he's, he's so much better. He's so much better. Hi, I'm Richard Kabaki and pastor of Lifehouse Church. Just wanted to say thank you for listening to this message and I hope and pray that you feel that it's added value to your life. My greatest desire is to see people develop a personal relationship with Jesus, which can begin by praying a very simple prayer. I'm going to pray that prayer right now. And if you'd like to begin that relationship, you can just repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I need you in my life. I choose you as my only hope of being forgiven. Please come into my life and let me begin a relationship with you that will last for all eternity. If you've prayed that prayer, we would love to know about it and celebrate your fantastic decision. You can do that by sending an email to mydecision at lifehouse.com.au. We look forward to hearing from you.